Welcome to Plain Talk. Plain Talk has a new podcast every two weeks with up-to-date information about aviation technologies for general and business aviation. From home to cockpit to boardroom to personal tech, Plain Talk provides informative information for pilots, industry insiders, and aviation enthusiasts alike. My name is Phil Lightstone. I'm a general aviation pilot with over 1,900 hours in my logbook, flying almost every week with over 30 years experience in the technology and aviation industries. Hi, we're here at the Canadian Aviation Museum with Larry Whitmore, director uh, of the museum. And Larry, welcome to the Plane Talk cockpit. My My pleasure, and we're fine. What a great event, the Trillium folks flying in for the museum tour and a wonderful barbecue. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's quite uh, unexpected. We didn't know this was going to happen for until a few days ago. So that's great. It's uh, certainly uh, a beautiful museum. Tell the audience a little bit about the history of the museum. Well, the history of the museum is uh, basically the original hangar. This was a uh, uh, training base during World War II, part of the British Commonwealth Air Training Plan. And this particular base was uh, number seven elementary flying training school, one of 32 across the country. And this is where uh, a uh, student would, uh, or uh, a cadet would be first time they sat in an aircraft after they'd gone through two other bases to get here. And uh, they would, this is where they would learn first how to fly, usually on the Tiger Moth or the Cornell or the uh, Fleet Finch. And then they, once they graduated from here, they would go to another base called the Initial Flight Training School uh, where they would fly more sophisticated aircraft such as the Harvard or if they went multi-engine, they would train on the, the Anson or the uh, Oxford or the uh, Crane or the Oxford. So this was kind of the, uh, at the beginning, the first, when they come here, it'd be the first time they ever sat in an aircraft. And this base actually graduated 1,700 pilots that went on further training to uh, compete in a war. Amazing. And I see you've got a, a uh, World War II to have one mosquito uh, being rebuilt. Yes, that's uh, actually, it's almost a new build. Uh, we got the original plans and we collected a whole pile of parts and they started to put one together. And uh, they're taking it as close to flight standards as they can. And it's being inspected on a regular basis by Transport Canada. And uh, they've gone, uh, it, it's just incredible uh, work that they're doing on that. Is it going to be airworthy and are you hoping to fly it? Well, they're, we're going as close to airworthy as we can and as airworthy as we can afford. Because uh, the engines alone would be over half a million dollars to take them to flight status the Merlin engine. So uh, we're going to take it as close as we can. It'll at least taxi. Beautiful. I mean, just to see, hear the Merlins. uh, And if I, correct me if I'm wrong, they were built in uh, Downsview with, through the de Havilland folks. The, uh, the aircraft, yes. The uh, Mosquitoes were built in Canada. Over a thousand were built in in Downsview. Uh, There were about 500 built in Australia and the rest were built in uh, the United Kingdom. About 7,700 total. So what was the impetus for the Canadian Aviation Museum? What's, what started the dream? Uh, it was organized back in the mid-90s, and uh, initially the group was uh, took care of or maintained the 
F-212 Lancaster bomber that was a display at Jackson Park. Uh, it was uh, set up there by the city in 1965 on a pedestal uh, as a memorial to the 400 some odd uh, uh, Windsorites that died in the uh, Royal Canadian Air Force during the Second War. Unfortunately, by uh, you know 2005, and we warned the city that uh, the plane was rotting out and it had to be taken down or it was going to fall down. So that's kind of when we uh, incorporated and uh, the Mosquito Group was a separate group because they had started at that time as well in one of the gentleman's garages picking up parts and that for the Mosquito and we kind of merged together to uh, form the Canadian Historical Aircraft Association. That was our original incorporation. And so, and then we bought this building. It was for sale, this hangar, and uh, restored it to a certain extent to bring it up to modern standards. And we've just been collecting and restoring aircraft ever since. What's on the horizon? Any new acquisitions uh, coming to mind? Well, we have three aircraft we just, uh, the last two years, got hold of. Uh, there's a Tiger Moth and a Cornell that if it wasn't for COVID, they'd be flying by now. Uh, we're hoping to have them flying by the end of the year, actually, because they're just in excellent shape, but we have to do a little bit of work on them. And then uh, in November, we had a Yale uh, donated to us. Now, that's going to be a couple of years before we get to that one. Uh, but we're just trying to, you know, keep working on the Mosquito, keep working on the Lancaster. Um, we also have the, uh, the replica, the silver dart, the half-scale replica of the silver dart that uh, we're constructing. And we have a lot of projects here that are, uh, that are taking place. Tell us a little bit about the volunteers that help out and really keep, keep the, the place going, the heart blood of the museum. Well, the, the whole museum is run by volunteers. We only have two part-time uh, ladies who uh, one run the office and then the other one uh, runs the gift shop and is our volunteer coordinator. The rest of us are all volunteers. And uh, we're always looking for new volunteers, of course, but uh, no, the guys are very dedicated. And, uh, you know, the, the teams are here on different days uh, of the week. Saturdays is usually a crazy day. That's uh, It's busier than a beehive in here with all the teams are here on the same day. The thing is, when, the, when you do a tour here, uh, we have trained tour guides and uh, the people working on the aircraft, they'll, they'll stop and they'll tell you what they're doing, explain everything to them, because uh, uh, there's a lot of fabrication that we're doing. We have two large, well-equipped workshops. And uh, we just, uh, that's what we do. We are trying to preserve the memory of the uh, people who died during the Second World War. You know, I always uh, thank folks that, I, uh, that are in the military that have, have served and uh, and certainly, as you pointed out, those that, you know, gave the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom and a way of life. My uncle is a retired RCAF hmm. air crew navigator uh, flying in both the Korean and Vietnam really? wars, or police actions, as they were, were called. So we really you know, shouldn't forget uh, those folks. No, in fact, uh, veterans, uh, like we, we charge for tours and that, but veterans are always free coming into our, our hangar. And especially the maintenance vets, you could give them some uh, some tools and put them onto the Mosquito. Yeah, well, that, the Lancaster, and the other restoration projects that we're working on here, we're always looking for more volunteers. So I take it you must have an active school program in uh, bringing the young folks in to... 
Yeah, we do. Uh, we do. Um, we uh, first of all, we, we are on the. Uh, a lot of schools bring their kids here for field trips. Uh, we had one yesterday. It was just incredible. It's uh, a private school, high school here in Windsor, and uh, they had 36 uh, high school students come in, and over 20 of them went up on in the Stearman and the Chipmunk for flights during the day. Uh, while the rest were rotating around the different aspects of the museum. So it was just incredible. But we also teach the the uh, grade six theory of flight curriculum here. So we have the kids here for the full day and we teach that course. And the teachers just love it because it's right on actual aircraft. And uh, we've got a lot of a lot of good, uh, good reviews on the courses that we teach here. So it looks like today we easily had 100 folks in the hangar enjoying the barbecue and the museum and the cool airplanes. Yep. Yep. Uh, we have these barbecues once a month uh, during spring, summer, fall. We're very lucky today that the, uh, the Trillium uh, Flying Group uh, decided to come down and pay us a visit. They're a, a fun bunch who uh, all have a common camaraderie around aviation. Yeah, that's uh, right. And cool airplanes and food. Yep, that's right. Yeah. So what's, uh, excuse the pun, what's on the horizon for the museum? Well, right now we're negotiating with the city because we, we want to build a new hangar beside us uh, because the Lancaster will not fit in this hangar with the wings on. And within the next couple of years, we're hoping to be at the point where we've restored it to the point where we can put the wings on it. So we're uh, in discussions with the city to uh, build uh, a new, a larger hangar beside us. And we do have a few other aircraft that donated to us. We just haven't got room for them inside this hangar. So that's, that's our main objective in the next few years is to hopefully get a, a new museum beside us connected with this one, and uh, we can acquire more aircraft. Well, not for the faint of heart, building a, a Lancaster-sized hangar yeah, is a huge sure. endeavor. Yeah, that, it's, uh, we have the plans for it, so we're looking like 5 to $7 million, actually, for uh, the size that we need, and we also want to incorporate the uh, the air cadets that are next door to us as well. Uh, they have a building next door to us, but they haven't got enough room, so we'd like to kind of merge the two together. But that's, again, uh, that's down the road. We're in the uh, initial negotiations right now. COVID threw everything into a loop. We were going to do this a couple of years ago, but uh, COVID just uh, delayed everything. So, Larry, thank you so much. Any final words for the Plain Talk audience? Well, if you're ever in Windsor, we'd uh, certainly love to uh, love to see you visit us. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. The Lancaster itself has its own Facebook page. It's called Lancaster FM212. And the uh, Don Christopher, who is our president as well as the, uh, uh, the lead on the Lancaster restoration, he posts pictures every week of all the work that was done on, that, on the Lancaster. And it's quite interesting to see how much work is being done on that on all the uh, all the aspects of it because we're taking it um, it's going to be look like it just came out of the factory by the time we finish again larry thank you so much for uh coming into uh the plane talk well you're more than welcome thanks for listening to this episode of plane talk if you have any ideas for a future plane talk episode please go to the Contact Us page at plaintalk.ca and send in your idea. Don't forget to like us at plaintalk.ca, our Facebook and LinkedIn pages, and this podcast. And never stop living the dream.